Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Success Insight podcast for my co-host, Randy Ford. I hope you had a fantastic Labor Day weekend. My guest today on the podcast is Lori Van. Now, Lori is on a global mission to prevent the start of self-injurious behaviors and to stop needless deaths by suicide. Lori is a global authority on self-injury, a suicide interventionist. Lori holds a master's degree in psychology. She is a licensed professional counselor supervisor with over 20 years of clinical therapy experience, and she is also an international speaker. Lori's authored a number of books, including A Caregiver's Guide to Self-Injury and A Practitioner's Guide to the Treatment of Self-Injury, Tips, Techniques, Activities, and Debates. And she has another book, which will be released shortly, called The Media Made Me Do It. Lori Van, welcome to the Success Insight Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. You are one busy lady. And I want to learn more about you and your work. I mean, we kind of alluded to it, but what got you started down this path of self-injury, addressing the, the suicide issues that, that, that we see all around us? Well, the short story is that when I was an intern, I started to come across cases of it. And at that point in 1999, it really wasn't being discussed. And thought, okay, I've got to start doing some research on this because I need to help these individuals. And you know, one became two. I worked inpatient psychiatric on an adult unit at that. I had adults that had the history of self-harm. Worked a nonprofit. Same thing there, outpatient clinic. I just kept coming across it no matter what setting that I worked with. And sadly, over the years, I've just seen the numbers continue to increase. You know, as you were stating that, as you, how you had started and you were seeing evidence and really having this insight of, I need to do something about this. Today, I mean, we are just inundated with pressures, whether it's economic, equality, financial, social pressures, social site pressures, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me, we're just ripe for being overwhelmed. And I think especially young kids are ripe for getting overwhelmed. And how do you address that through your work to prevent some of these outcomes that are really very extreme? Well, you, and you're so correct that the pressures that are on today's youth are more intense than previous generations. It's not just people saying, oh, well, they're less resilient. No, the things they're dealing with truly are different. It, just thinking about the college part, a 4.0 doesn't cut it anymore. You need a 6.0 if you want to get into that college of your dreams, which means you have to take all AP classes in high school and get an A in them. It's huge pressure. And some of us are looking back going, wow, I don't think I could have gotten into the college that I went to given these new standards. 
you have parents that put the pressure to perform. You have social media, which previous generations, we didn't deal with it. The thought that when we were being goofy teenagers, there were cameras around to record that, but now every single thing you do can be recorded and posted and you can be easily ostracized. So it, it's just they're in pressure cooker situations and they have to have the release. And so self-injury amongst other behaviors becomes that release. So some of it is we got to target these, these ideals of what it means to be perfect and that you don't have to be perfect and you can't be perfect, but also where their self-esteem needs to come from. So, I mean, that's sort of the quick summary. How do we start to address this when the society is just has so much demand on us and you know, it, it, it would be, it's be nice to say we need to learn to take care of ourselves, to be tuned in to who, how we're feeling, have parents that are supportive of us, not getting angry in the moment, but be there to listen, to observe, to query, not to, you know, be argumentative or say you're wrong, but just listen to understand. How do we change that part of the, the problem so that the, the, the child, the young kids, are comfortable with who they are in the, in the space that they're in? It starts with the educational component. One, educating parents, which is easier said than done because you have to have parents or caregivers that are genuinely interested in learning. And then following through, which has been some of my frustrations working uh, with some families, is that just the attitude of, well, you go fix my kid. So there's that angle. It's some of it's educating the schools, getting mental health resources into it. I also believe we need mental health resources in the businesses. Because when you have stressed out employees, which also are stressed out parents, they bring it home. So this is a multi-prong approach. It's social media companies having to take some responsibility for their part in this as well. But I always go back to when working with the individual, the mantra I give them is I can only control myself. No one else, nothing else, period, end of story. And so it's breaking it down of, okay, in this next minute, what do I have control over? Well, I can control if I say yes or no in this circumstance. It's getting into their core issues of, well, where do these negative thoughts come from? Like, how did those develop? Okay, well, let's address each one of those and let's find a different way to see what's going on. You know, it's interesting as you were just laying out the kind of the systems approach or reasoning behind this problem. You've got the, the child, the individual, the parent, caregivers, and you've got the company because the company is putting again the like you said putting the pressure on the on the, the their employees who are then putting the pressures on the kids, and I think even above the employee, then you've got the other piece of the system, which is everything else that's around us, which is the technology, it's the social sites, and then you've got our wonderful group of 
I say non-leaders in Washington uh, who seem to believe that, okay, right after, you know, we're, we're all about birth and conception. Uh, perhaps we're going off target here. So we'll, you can bring me back in. <laughs> the, but we, it seems like we lose once that can, once we are birth, it's all bets are off. You know, we're all left to our own devices to survive and there's nobody, there's no advocacy saying, wait a minute here. This is a systemic problem and we need mm -hmm. to address it in a systems fashion, not just one off. Well, this might work or this might work. There's no magic pill that's going to solve it all. It really has to be a multi-pronged thing. And some of that goes to just, and here I'm part of valuing life, that it's, it's not just valuing life from the moment of, of birth or, or feasibility, but it's through when you're on your deathbed, that it's seeing humans as being worthwhile. And even if they're not the greatest of individuals, life, humans, is something that we have to take care of throughout the whole life cycle and address. So it doesn't matter which age a person is, their life has equal value just by virtue of them being a human being. So we do need to focus on the whole continuum of the life cycle and making sure we're doing right by our little kiddos and, and babies and through our teens especially and through adults and through, you know, retirees. It's just it's a responsibility of just one human to another. And so your work in the, the scheme of what we need to do is, is really it's ways, means to de-stress, to not take, you know, find ways to, to not get affected by everything that's being thrown their way. Yeah. First and foremost. Then I think that the, certainly the parents of how do you, work with your kids, understand, listen, techniques that they can use, and then provide the resources, and then with the, the companies, and then go on from there. And it seems like it's an uphill battle. In some ways, it, it is. I'm going to be giving a, a keynote at the Texas Addiction Professionals uh, event this weekend. And one of the things we're talking about, or I'm going to bring up is one, the systems approach, the multi-prong situation. But yes, it seems so overwhelming, but it's about that prevention and preventing at different levels in the process. It's, it's understanding that we all have a voice. So some of us need to go out and educate the education system. Some of us need to go out and educate different practitioners in the medical and psychological fields. Some of us need to get into the elementary schools and let's try to knock this off early on because elementary school, while they might not show a lot of the problems that we see later on, that's where they're percolating. That's mm -hmm. where they're getting their roots. So we've got to get more into the elementary schools and get some of these intervention programs in there because that's what's going to start changing the course of things. I'm curious too whether in addition to that tact, also, you know, for say the parents, the young parents, the first time parents, 
you know, whether it was planned or unplanned, you've got pregnant and you're married. And I would imagine, I think my parents tried to do the best job they could, whether they were good at it or not. That's, that's besides the point, but they tried. Mm -hmm. Whereas today's kids who are good at having babies and have, and are just not equipped. And maybe we also need to equip them with the tools and the techniques and the, the lessons to be able to, be a better parent as well, in addition to addressing the kids too. Absolutely, because with each generation that I've worked with, I've seen them have less um, knowledge, uh, less understanding of what it means to parent. And that gets a lot into the boundary setting side of it, is that each generation does the best they could based on what they learned from the previous one. But at this point, I think we're passing along a lot of bad information, and that is really having a direct impact on today's kids, uh, the ones from, you know, that have been born in the last 20 years, because that's where you do see the resiliency issue. And I, I touch on that in the um, Cause of Death Political Correctness book of why do we have some of these resiliency issues? And part of the, it goes back to core issues boundaries of understanding how to set boundaries with your kids, how to set boundaries with just general relationships, mm -hmm. because that has such a significant impact because when you don't set boundaries, it leads to symptoms of maybe anger, sadness, anxiety, and then those symptoms have to go somewhere. And that's where you see people trying to cope with not so great coping skills. You know, Laura, I, I wish we had had more time together. I think we could have kept going and going. Uh, maybe there's a reason to have you back on if this is a, you know, a podcast that can help to explore some of those and raise the awareness. And if there is a one thing that you would want to leave our audience today, given the work that you're doing and, and I know, like, we're right after the Labor Day weekend. Kids are back to school. What is it that you would want to share with our audience today? That it's so important to be aware of what your children are doing, but also be aware of what you're role modeling to your children. There are a lot of resources out there. The, the book I wrote, the first one of A Caregiver's Guide to Self-Injury is a great resource for parents, educators, anyone that really wants to better understand self-injury, what it is, what it isn't, and definitely the things not to do that can make it so much worse and even life-threatening. For those that are counselors, I have the Practitioner's Guide, which is that deeper dive into the actual treatment techniques. But... I'm here as a resource and people can contact me to get their pins out now and write down Lori at LoriVan.com. That's my email and ask me questions. I'll be glad to provide resources or you can just go to the website at LoriVan.com. Excellent. And we'll, we'll provide the link to LoriVan.com on the, the show notes along with links back to the, the two books and uh, on the in the show notes as well. Lori, I, I truly believe we could have gone longer, uh, yes. but I want to be respectful of what we initially agreed to and uh, 
perhaps there's other opportunities in the future. And I want to thank you so much for taking time out of what I know is a very busy schedule. You are prolific when it comes to <laughs> speaking and teaching, educating. Heck, you've even been on Dr. Phil. So unbelievable. Uh, I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you and continuing to learn about you and your work. So thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Stay on the line for just a second, if you don't mind. Uh, we're going to sign off, folks. We definitely could have gone well into an hour, I think, with Lori Van. But I, I do want to encourage you to check out her books. We'll have links to it on the show notes. Check out LoriVan.com. Very important topic. And just be aware of what your children are doing and just being a part of their life and asking questions and being, being looking for you know opportunities to have to listen to have a conversation and uh, what an important topic uh, so there you have it wherever you are whatever you're doing go out there and have a phenomenal day and we will see you on the next episode of the success insight podcast take care now success insight is a production of fox coaching and first story strategies Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.